welcome or welcome back to Idle Talk. It's been a minute. Um, we've had a little bit of a transitionary period here. Uh, I'm going to dive in and kind of pretty much tell you where I've been these last three weeks, four weeks. Might have, might be four weeks, I'm not going to lie, but I'm, it might be closer to two or three. But um, let's just jump right into the episode. Um, I've taken a break from the show simply because, like, you know, it was needed. That break was definitely well needed. Definitely needed to take a little bit of a break because, like, I had a little, like, stride going. I hit the yearly goal already, which is nice. I'm not going to share that because I'm embarrassed of the yearly goal. But, you know, it was pretty much double of what we had last year and a half. So we hit that mark pretty easily, and I think it was a big help having the um, I Don't Talk Minis out and about in the world. So... That was pretty fun to do. Um, we're gonna keep doing that. We're you know we're back in transition. We're back in full stride. Um, it's currently like nighttime because I feel like sometimes the lighting of the day is a little bit too harsh, um, and I can't really control that. You know, so this is like the controlled lighting that I have set up. Um, we're gonna get back into some tweets later. You know, more Reddit stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it just, there's nothing more to say about that. I mean, we needed a little break. We got a little break. I mean, I've still been like working like at my job so you know that doesn't really stop that grind doesn't stop but um you know it was a good uh like i tried to amp myself up to do the podcast last week like i tried i tried i honestly tried and i told somebody that i was you know what new episode coming out just because you asked for it um but i didn't do it i couldn't get to it uh just i don't know maybe i was tired i can't i can't really put my finger on why i didn't do the episode um simply because um I don't know. It's easy to stop doing something than it is to do it again. So this is the baby step. Jump forward right into it. You know, like I I was saying like two, three, four episodes ago, I'm like, I work better under pressure. But then I was like, you know what? Let the pressure come and I'll and I'll like go with the flow. I'll step aside. Not step aside, but I'll probably like, you know, just, you know, be relaxed with it. You know, and I wouldn't embrace the pressure this time around. I will let it pass a little bit and now you know i'm jumping right back into it but while i've been um away obi-wan kenobi has come out and i have some some thoughts on it really it's not my favorite piece of star wars content believe it or not uh obi-wan kenobi has been sort of a letdown the last like maybe four episodes i think we're on episode five this uh i feel like this episode no matter how good it was and the last one was pretty good too um not perfect by any means but uh this last episode doesn't necessarily make up for the lack of like cohesive story in the first three episodes. I want to say it feels like like when you hire a good writer, right, for a movie or a show, and then the show is bad because they maybe don't don't necessarily get the vision that you have for that show or movie. And I think these writers probably don't really understand. Um, division George Lucas set out to have because we talk and give credit to John Farrow and um, Dave Filoni about how they kind of carry that that legacy forward and they kind of like try their best to put out the best kind of like Star Wars content that we can ask for but at the end of the day you know sometimes like they, they, don't, they don't have time to be producing the fucking Mandalorian the fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi series like and like all the shit that's coming out like we're getting blessed with like Star Wars content these next few years and rapidly too like we forget like we got a whole new trilogy like 
four or five years ago. It sounds crazy enough to say, but or even less than that. I mean, I don't. What the when last Jedi come out like twenty twenty or twenty nineteen? I don't even remember at this point. Like, we've got we got a whole new trilogy, and it wasn't memorable by any means to me. But you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think we we kind of set the expectation a little bit too high for Obi Wan Kenobi. I think I think we were excited to have Ewan McGregor back. And I don't think it, it translated on the screen. The season finale has yet to occur. Uh, we'll be waiting on that next Wednesday. But at the end of the day, I think the hype was too much for this show. The hype was overwhelming. Somebody, I think, I don't forgot if I saw it on Twitter or Instagram, but they were like, a prequel-style series gives prequel-style quality. And people complained about the prequels, the first three episodes, you know, number-wise, <laughs> um, that they were bad or like not amazing, not great. I I personally enjoyed the fuck out of those three movies, probably because I was young and I that shit was meant for me, not for a fucking grown-ass man. But you know, uh, I think <laughs> I kind of agree with that sentiment, where it's like prequel-style show gives you prequel-style quality. Um, but you know, we've gotten gems like Rogue One, which is set technically before the original trilogy. And it would be technically be considered a prequel, but at the end of the day, you know, I mean, maybe it's like shows like The Walking Dead, for example. I enjoyed the fuck out of The Walking Dead. I watched the first six seasons on Netflix over Memorial Day weekend, like when I was in high school, right? Or six, five, five seasons probably. And I watched them all in a row, and that shit was fucking fire. Like I saw all the episodes. I kind of like saw where the story's going. Like I followed it. The whole way into wherever it was ending currently, and I feel like when I was when I was had to sit and wait a week to watch the next episode, the next episode, the next episode, it got boring. Especially when you have those filler episodes, it's better when you can binge it and you can like like all right, filler next, okay, plot next, 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 next. But when it's you release it weekly and you don't have that many strong episodes, like I say, the first episode was no, this first episode is okay. Second episode is like better. Third episode was like, what are we doing? Fourth episode was like fire. Like, yeah, that one scene that made it look like very like shaky cam style. And I like that. Apparently people don't like the shaky cam style for Kenobi, but I like that. I didn't really like it too much in the the, the current episode that we saw, episode five. Um, I liked it better in episode four, but you know, it is what it is really. And I can't wait to see the series end. There's supposed to be a second season, but I would hope that we don't get a second season. I mean... Sure, it'll be nice, you know, like, but like, where, where is the Kenobi story going to go when we kind of have these major pivotal points in his history where we like, he did this, did that, did that. And so now we're kind of like trying to work within a very fine margin before a new hope starts. And he's got to look more like shit before a new hope starts. Um, but, um, he, he's, he and Hayden Christensen have pretty much aged and we saw like a CG, the CGI, like de-aging a little bit, but he, they still looked kind of close to their age, which wasn't a big deal. We had that, but yeah, I, I want to love this show. Maybe it'll hit harder when you can watch all six episodes at the same time. Um, I do think that is, that takes into effect quality, right? Cause you, cause I waited from episode three to episode four and i was like fuck man that oh man i really can't believe that was the whole thing like that wasn't that good like hopefully next week is better transitioning over to this b 
beautiful thing in front of me. I've had my MacBook for like about a month now. My MacBook Air 2020 M1 chip inside of it, basically brand new. I love it so much. This shit is so fire. Like it, I don't have to charge this thing for like a week. So today's Thursday. I charged my MacBook like before I started recording. And at work, it was at 20%, and I was doing fine. I was, you know, working, whatever, right? Got home. Like, I went to charge it right before, like, an hour before I started recording, and it was at 11%, or not even that, maybe, like, 15, 20 minutes because I just took a shower and I unplugged it. But it's, it's I think it's currently at, like, 40-something, which is not too bad, 43, not too bad. But it's perfect for me. I think I might invest in um, Premiere Pro or another um, video software for my computer, just to see how well I can handle editing on the on the um, computer. I don't necessarily record fucking 8K, 90 frames a second or something. But, you know, something to just kind of edit the clips. Maybe it'll be easier for me to post them on the computer. I don't know. I mean, I've seen people, you know, preach and, like, swear by editing clips on the computer. But I'm personally an iPad kid. <laughs> or, like, for the longest time, I've had it on my phone. And I would just, like, edit the clips on my phone, which I guess... For me, it was a little bit faster. Um, also, by the way, Idle Talk case. Doesn't look nice. Listen to it. It's plastic. But I think it's cool. From uh, Rhino Shield, you get custom cases um, of anything, really, as long as you own the rights to it. But I don't really think they check that because they, they're made in China. So if you print a Darth Vader one, I don't think they're going to mind too bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, I love my MacBook. It's, you know, it's, got, it's only got two USB-C cables, like port, whatever. I don't really care. But it's been working wonders for me, and it does my basic job shit really well. And I have yet to push it to video editing. It handles me recording the podcast really well, too. But, you know, when we start getting more software in here, we'll start seeing how, how it works well. Uh, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You go on YouTube, you can see, like, benchmarks and, like, how people use their MacBook Air. I have an Air as opposed to a Pro. I was going to get the Pro, but they didn't have it in stock. So got the Air, a little bit higher storage, you know, kind of the same price. So happy with it. Um, I absolutely do not regret this purchase. I highly recommend. Also, my fucking HomePod Mini that I mentioned like five episodes ago is in my bathroom now. And it makes a perfect bathroom speaker. The only thing I'm having problems with is finding a place for it because the wire is so goddamn long. And it's not long enough if I want to put it on the top of that kind of where my shower is. So it's just one of those things where I just got to get like a bathroom like cabinet or something and just put it in there and hope for the best because where the outlet is and where my sink is, is not a good place for, for things, but we're, we're making it work. I love that speaker too. Like don't regret any of those two purchases. Also like this transition into more like Apple talk. So I currently have an iPhone 11 going to probably upgrade to a 13 or 14 soon ish, but, um, we're at peak iPhone, I think. I think the iPhone 13 is as good as it's going to get for a bit, maybe for like a year or two. I think we can we can all agree that we should skip the 14. I don't think the 14 is going to be that much of an upgrade from the 13. The 13, sure, has its problems, its kinks or whatever, and people are still like not having that much of a great user experience with them. So I've heard. So I've heard. But I think the 13, 13 Pro, 13 Pro Max, those phones, 13 Mini? We have a Mini, right? Uh, those phones, for now, I think, are worth the skipping the 14 upgrade. Or maybe even the 15 upgrade, too. I think we will wait till the iPhone 16. But then at that point, do we reset the numbers? <laughs> because, you know, a lot of... I don't think I've... 
I mean, the Galaxy is up to S22. It doesn't really... I think they skipped the whole... Like, from they went from, like, 10 to, like, 20 for whatever reason. So, I don't know. I think... I don't know... If, I mean, we're at 13, 14 with the iPhone, so we probably will keep going 15, 16, 17. Um, but I think we're at peak iPhone but when it comes to battery, when it comes to fucking optimization, when it comes to, like, the user experience. I don't think there's anywhere else to go from here until, like innovation happens so i think if you're locked in with a 12 13 you should be fine <laughs> you should be absolutely fine you should not even consider upgrading until something wows you again and you know don't let them wow you with like the a fancier camera technology video technology no it's got to be something truly innovative like i know apple hasn't really got into the foldable scene yet but i think whenever they do if they do and that's probably like five years down the line most likely um i think you'll be able to like really get wowed at that point be like oh shit this is a new phone so uh, it's just something that i think we should all kind of like acknowledge you know we're not i don't know why as kids we thought we needed a new iphone every year i mean if you look at the iphone 6 to 7 to 8 to 10 like it's obviously different when you with a 10 introduce a new design right and if you had a 6 7 or eight, you probably felt some type of way having the old iPhone, right? But you didn't necessarily have to upgrade from a five, six, or seven, you know? You could have, the iPhone 10 could have come out with a new design, and they're like, all right, I could have upgraded, I could upgrade now, right? It's a new look, new things, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know why we had that mentality of like, every year I need to change my fucking iPhone. So, you know, at the end of the day today, I think we're definitely at peak iPhone, and we shouldn't buy a new phone considering the economic state that we're probably going to be heading in you know recession started on wednesday apparently <laughs> that's the um consensus on the internet and you know via memes and probably serious people but um yeah we're at peak iphone i don't think this necessarily upgrade yours just yet maybe way until the 16 or the 15 you know they're really depending if they really switch something up like two or three months ago i put out like a little psa you know like hey guys Submit something for me. So, Men's Mental Health episode is on the way, and I'm excited to record that because I have an off day today. Tomorrow, I'll start sorting out the clips. You know, I'll start like piecing it together, and then I'll start recording my part of it. Um, but that's gonna come out on the way, and I'm maybe have to split it up into two episodes, or maybe one really, really long episode. I'm not too sure how people are gonna react to a really long episode, especially after a really long break. So. Um, it's on the way. It'll be out before July. And it's like, what, June something? June 16th, so 14 days. I'm giving myself 14 days to put that episode out. Um, I'm excited to share the the thing, the messages people left. And, you know, there's long ones, short ones. Um, people left their names, people who didn't. And, you know, I'll blur out the names anyway just to keep it consistent. But, you know, uh, it's going to be a doozy. There's a long voice memo submitted. It's like 20 minutes long. And I want to let that person speak for 20 minutes just to, just so we can kind of understand each other and kind of just like, wow, this is another actual person's thoughts and not necessarily make them feel some type of way about it. You know, like you're allowed to feel the thoughts you feel. And, you know, that's that's the platform I kind of want to have. I'm like, yeah, sure. Talk your shit. You know, let us know what you're going through. Um, you're not going to be judged here. It's like I think in one ear and out the other. It's kind of seen negatively, but if you can just let somebody 
well, vocalize themselves and let them speak out their emotions, you don't necessarily have to retain that information. Um, you can just let it pass through you just because they maybe just want to let it out. You know, maybe they don't want you to really give advice or say something about it. Maybe they just want to say it and feel heard. And so it's important to kind of just listen. Those little housekeeping things aside, let's jump into tweets and Reddit posts, which TikTok, Instagram, you've been liking it. You've been liking the tweets and the Reddit posts. So we're going to go back. We're going to start. Let me pull out my phone, put in my passcode, <laughs> and right in time for summer, it says, please wear the deodorant that causes cancer. Thank you. And, you know, there's a time and place to be conscious about the earth and about what we do, about what the minerals we use. So um, it's summertime. Wear the strong one, the old school one. Don't wear the organic ones, please, because... Sometimes the organic ones be making you smell really bad, and that's okay in the wintertime, but not in the summertime. So please, PSA, be advised, we're the ones that fuck you up. <laughs> this next tweet, the person says, ah, what the hell? And then the screenshots go, 40 alternatives to self-harm. Number one, harm someone else. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I think it's, um, I don't think that was a serious slideshow. Hopefully not, but it's funny um, that uh, people are like, shocked about it. Don't harm yourself or others but feel like that needs to be said this tweet was just for comedic purposes save myself with that one all right this next one is a tweet and it says the person says join a union and i'll tell you why because it says new office rule for every minute you're late to work you will be required to work for 10 minutes after 6 p.m for example if you arrive at 10:02, you have to stay an extra 20 minutes until 6:20. thanks they would have never seen me ever again being so serious with you I would be gone so fast. Like, I read that and it... All right, this next tweet is about drinking. And I think it's funny because it says, getting drunk with people who are heartbroken is wild. They'd be drinking to die. And that's true as fuck <laughs> because I've been that guy, the person that drinks to die. Because one time we were at... I was in Mexico getting to find myself. And I went to a party that was like, I want to say like a solid mile and a half away from my house or like or just a mile from my house. And I got there after like being in town for like a few hours, like just handling some stuff, buying some stuff, getting it like dropped off to my house. And then um, went to this party and then fuck, they gave me a little bit of food because I got there late and then fucking moonshine. And then the next day I'm in my bed in my house. Don't remember a single thing at all to this day. Don't remember. I, all I remember was the last, we were getting ready to leave. You know when at a party, when you get ready to leave, you're not really leaving. Okay, I don't know if you can relate to that, whoever's watching, but you're not really leaving. I got up and I was like, fuck, I'm fucked up. And I started walking and all of a sudden they started talking to us and then we sat right back down. And then I ended up home. And then I woke up and I was like, fuck, I don't know where my phone is. Fuck it. I lost that shit. <laughs> like, I was walking around like, oh, man, like, I was still drunk the next day. I was still drunk the next day. And it was, it's actually insane, like, that I was actually drunk the next day. I woke up drunk and I was like, never again. I never, I never touched it ever again. I have some here for, like, whenever my homies are heartbroken. So if you're ever here in Baltimore and you're heartbroken... Ask for that Mexican moonshine and it'll <laughs> it'll make you forget really quick. Throwback. Remember, I don't know if you remember the clip where I was like, girls can come. 
So I saw the same exact tweet by someone else. And the guy says, girls can come, question mark, question mark, question mark. And then somebody quote tweets it and says, this is what zero pussy does to a motherfucker. And then the guy claps back or, or girl or them. I don't know. And they quote tweet another tweet of whoever just quote tweeted them. It makes sense when I add the screenshots. But this guy replies to the person that said this is what zero pussy does to a motherfucker with their own tweet and said this is what zero bands does to a motherfucker. And let's look at that tweet really quickly. It says, okay, I really don't ha- want to have to do this, but please share this. My mom, me, and my siblings are struggling for a while, and my mom really needs the money or will be evicted, but I don't think we'll be a blank, 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 blank. Anyway, it's a tweet asking for money, for help. You know, like, hey, hard times, help us. And this person said, this is what zero bands does to a motherfucker. At this point, it's just a crime on the timeline, and you just have to, like call the cops or mind your business and i chose to mind my business <laughs> i was like oh fuck <laughs> like reading that like it's it's pretty harsh i'm gonna blur out the usernames but it's i'm like damn i'm not gonna say they asked for it right but it's the internet and just if you dish it out just be sure you can take it that's all i'm gonna say this next tweet funny as fuck because this almost happens to me every single time i order from anywhere it says if anyone at nyc wants 40 dollars worth of chipotle it's sitting on the takeout shelf at the broadway location in chinatown it's paid for and under my name ryan y didn't look at the location before ordering and just made an absolute fool of myself in the chipotle in buffalo and then somebody replied a lot of people aren't ready when opportunity strikes a lot of people aren't me and they picked up the chipotle order and props to that guy like how, like, to get there first, like, it just, like, this is a viral tweet, okay? It's got 2,000 retweets, 106k likes. So it's not like he follows this guy and saw it and went to go get it. Like, after some traction, he probably was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go check. And then he went and he's like, shit, that shit is still there. Copped. Congrats to that guy. You know, that takes some fucking determination. Oof. <laughs> this next series of tweets... They go like this. Men, this is a safe space. Tell us about a time you went out in public after a breakup and you had to fight back tears the entire time. This, uh, I'm, first of all, that was a trap, men. And I, I share these stories as a warning to you to not fall for, for that on Twitter and don't post those stories because sometimes you don't need to say them. And so let's take a moment to realize that for our, our brothers who did. And we're so sorry you, you fell into it. But this one says, six weeks ago, this girl and I decided dating wasn't working and broke up. I went to see my older cousin, 35, at his place. And I walked. when I walked in, I saw my alma mater t-shirt on his couch. And she walked out of his room and said, I've been waiting on dick like that for months. But wait, it gets worse. One of my exes I dated in college cheated on me with 11 guys. We made a film together and had to stand in front of everyone next to her the day after I found out to present the film. The whole time I was trying to keep myself together. <laughs> and then somebody replies to this guy. She's like, she did what? With how many guys? And it's fucking um, Darkseid holding on to Superman's cape as the image. But wait, there's more was going through pre-breakup phase with my ex. I paid her for her nail set that same day. She's, as she's laying on my chest, she says, we need to take a break. I feel like I'm missing something. My young and dumb ass ain't know them nails wrapped around a new dick that same night. 
drove to her spot at 7 a.m. sharp. She worked overnight at the time, but she won't there. She wasn't there. Called her about 20 times, she said, and she texts back, let it go. I was working at Pandera at the time, fighting back tears and lost. My boss sent me home because a tear dropped into the soup. And then somebody replied, this is why I said this is a trap. They said, Jesus Christ himself couldn't get this info out of me, bro. Because I'm sorry that happened to you, my man. That's fucked up. And I can't believe you got a tear in the soup. But I can't believe, like, we're really out here tweeting stuff like this. Like, it's a safe space, but that not that much of a safe space, okay? <laughs> Don't let Twitter fool you. Next one. My ex broke up with me at the gym through text. She sent a paragraph, long text. I'm sitting at the gym, reading it, passed out, came back with half the gym around me, fanning me, head soaking wet from somebody pouring water on me. I was stumbling, trying to walk out. Oh, man. Man, man, man. You know, much love to these guys. You know, it probably sucked in that moment. Uh, but maybe they felt safe enough and over it enough that they decided to share it for the enjoyment of the internet. Please let it be that. Next one more. Not down bad, but like... Just just read the tweets. It says, imagine she makes you a, a Spotify playlist and it has eight likes. And then somebody replied and said, okay, here's this. Imagine she makes a Spotify playlist for you. And the description is for my lovely human. And the title's A plus D. But turns out she made it with the guy she was cheating on you with. And his name also started with a D. So you didn't suspect a thing. How silly. Hey, bro, if you need someone to talk to, my DM is open. We can, you can talk. I'm here for you. It'll get better, bro. This sounds personal. You good? Question mark, question mark, question mark. This too specific. Next, um, it's a Terry Irwin tweet. It's about her, her uh, late husband, Steve. And she says, I married this incredible bloke 30 years ago. What an adventure, love and legacy live on. And then somebody quote tweeted it and it said, it is really and truly beef with string race for the remainder of my natural life. And then somebody replied back with about a touch of string ray. I should punch it though to let no Steve Irwin got shooters out here. And then somebody else replied to that. It's like an update to that tweet. And it says, over a year ago, I threatened you out of anger over the death of a lost one. <laughs> a death that you weren't responsible for. Today, I've returned to make things right, to end the cycle of violence. It's what Steve would have wanted. I'm sorry and I love you, water pancake. And he went there a year later to pet the stingray and not to punch it. And even more replies to the original tweet. It says, I pray for Tampa Bay Redevil. <laughs> I pray for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays downfall every season. And someone replied to that off association. Another reply says, that's not what he would have wanted. It isn't about what he would have wanted anymore. It's about making them pay. Stingrays, look out. You got two sides of this war. You got the people who carry on the legacy. You got the people who want to avenge him. So if you're a water pancake out there, if you're on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram, watch your back. So, there's a foreign tweet, right? And it says, the translation somebody replied to, it said, Every time I order a burger, my cat haunts me and my burger. And I can't eat it peacefully. Can you please cook another mini burger for him by slicing 20 grams from my own burger? And then they, it's a, it's a picture. And they made the cat a tiny burger and tiny fries. And I think that was the coolest thing ever. Look at it. He's like really hype about his tiny burger. Tiny burger in a tiny bun and like a small fries. 
fuck, this makes me want a cat more. <laughs> we'll end the show on this last tweet. It says, what's the most awkward day y'all ever been on? We met up at a restaurant for our first date, and he had the biggest ass I have ever seen on a man. Like, huge. It jingled when he was walking in front of me. On top of that, he kept picking the fucking mushrooms off my plate, saying, my woman shares with me. Vomit emoji. <laughs> Somebody replies, El Mefeo, that thing was thangin'. Can you imagine having sex and both your cheeks clapping? And that was out of pocket, and I'll leave it right there. Thank you guys for bearing with me on the break fr- from the show. Um, thank you for listening to the episode. I don't know how many of you are going to listen to it, but, you know, we're back. We're better than ever. I'm going to have to probably come up with another title that's, like, engaging and clickbaity at the same time. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And if you haven't already, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They share the same rating system. Did you know? It helps us with our visibility because, you know, I want to be visible again and thank you for listening i appreciate it thank you for taking the time out um other than that i'm fernando and i'll see you tomorrow for night of talk mini peace